I worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all of their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 135. O praise the Lord, laud ye the name of the Lord. Praise it, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. O praise the Lord, for the Lord is gracious. O sing praises unto his name, for it is lovely. For why, the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that he did in heaven, and in earth, and in the sea, and in all deep places. He bringeth forth the clouds from the ends of the world, and sendeth forth lightnings with the rain, bringing the winds out of his treasuries. He smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of men and beast. He hath sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O thou land of Egypt upon Pharaoh and all his servants. He smote divers nations and slew mighty kings. Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He gave their land to be a heritage, even a heritage unto Israel his people. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever. So doth thy memorial, O Lord, from one generation to another. For the Lord will avenge his people, and be gracious unto his servants. As for the images of the heathen, they are but silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, and speak not, eyes have they, but see, they see not. They have ears, and yet they hear not, neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them, and so are they that put their trust in them. Praise the Lord, ye house of Israel. Praise the Lord, ye house of Aaron. Praise the Lord, ye house of Levi. 
Ye that fear the Lord, praise the Lord. Praised be the Lord of, out of Sion, who dwelleth at Jerusalem. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Then I returned and considered all the oppression that is done under the sun, and look, the tears of the oppressed, but they have no comforter. On the side of their oppressors there is power, but they have no comforter. Therefore I praised the dead who were already dead, more than the living who are still alive. Yet better than both is he who has never existed, who has not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Again I saw that for all toil and every skillful work a man is envied by his neighbor. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. The fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. Better a handful with quietness than both hands full, together with toil and grasping for the wind. Then I returned, and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone without companion. He has neither son nor brother. Yet there is no end to all his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches. But he never asks, for whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? This also is vanity and a grave misfortune. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who will be admonished no more. For he comes out of prison to be king, although he was born poor in his kingdom. I saw all the living who walk under the sun. They were with the second youth who stands in his place. There was no end of all the people over whom he was made king. Yet those who come afterward will not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and grasping for the wind. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. It was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventeenth verse of the twentieth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify, and the third day he will rise again. 
Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, Son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty and most merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou hast commanded us, that those things which thou commandest through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, who being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Welcome. A couple of thoughts on uh, this evening's lessons. Our Old Testament uh, lesson comes from Ecclesiastes this evening. And Ecclesiastes is an interesting book. Um, and it falls under the, the wisdom genre. And so it falls in the same genre as the Psalms and Proverbs and Job do. And uh, one of the reasons for that is the wisdom genre is um, is kind of reflections on reality and um, sort of a collection of the, of the Jewish wisdom of the day, which is why it's called wisdom. And Ecclesiastes has a little bit in common with Proverbs as well as with the Psalms, in my opinion. In Proverbs, it you know Proverbs talks about um, you know if these things are done, then these are the results that you get. And um, we get a little bit of that in Ecclesiastes, uh, more so in, in saying, hey, I don't always get the results I was promised. But I think one of the bigger things in Ecclesiastes is that, like the Psalms, the Psalms goes through um, and, and captures the whole range of human emotion. And so you can read one Psalm and you can see the anger of the psalmist uh, you feel the anger of the psalmist, or you can feel the sorrow of the psalmist or the frustration of living a spiritual life, um, or the pure joy um, in in our in light of our uh, in light of our, our hope through God. And I think the author of Ecclesiastes carries with it that that raw human emotion um, that comes from seeing troubling things in the world. And so when considered prayerfully, um, we can have an access point and, and some of our feelings about the world can be validated and, and we can say, oh, it's not unusual that I may feel these things when I see evil in the world. And it's very easy to kind of look at Ecclesiastes and, and, and take kind of a, a to despair at what we see. And I don't think that's the way to go about reading Ecclesiastes. I think that we can, can it's okay when we feel negatively about the things that we see in the world. And we talk about, um, the author says, uh, the tears of the oppressed, they have no comforter. Um, and on the side of the oppressors, there is power, but they have no comforter. Um, and therefore he says he, you know, he he praises the dead, um, but the living, but more so he praises the person that, that has never existed, um, which seems very desperate and, and very down. But the reason is because he would never see the evil under heaven. And, and what he's doing is he's recognizing that the reality that we live in, in a fallen world where there is evil, is not what was meant to have been, that um, this is not the world that God meant for us to exist in or wanted us to exist in, but rather this was the world we chose for ourselves. 
that God obliged to give us uh, through our own choosing. And, um, and that perhaps a world without evil is, is even better still than, than um, and, and being alive in that world than being dead or alive or non-existent in this one. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out here is um, the, the author of Ecclesiastes tonight talks about companionship. And he, he looks at an individual who has no companionship. There's no one, he has no um, spouse or children um, or friends or, or really anyone around him. He's, this man is the man who is alone and without companionship. And it talks about how he's working and toiling and he's accruing, uh, presumably he's accruing wealth and possessions and um, on the outside looks like he's doing very well for himself, but has no one to share it with. And I just kind of was you know, moved by that and have seen that in my own life. You know, there's examples where I would look um, pitifully upon someone, maybe even judgmentally upon someone in the world and, and be like, oh, that that person is is you know doing these things for the wrong reason and and you know if, if that judgment doesn't be changed into compassion and pity for that person um then i think it's a misplaced judgment but i think we've all seen that where it's where we see someone in our lives that um you know is is accruing wealth um or doing something um and not having someone to share it with or not wanting to find someone to share it with. Um, and so I think that brings us to the New Testament lesson where we have Jesus and he is talking about how he's going to go uh, to the cross and this is his labor, this is Jesus's labor and the thing Jesus is working for and um, is, is the salvation of all mankind. But then he has a conversation with a few of his disciples where he says that um, we are meant to be servants to one another, that we're meant to share these things with each other. And I think this is where, um, this is the correct answer to um, the author of Ecclesiastes' observation is that um, our toil is a spiritual one, our work is a spiritual work, and we are, are working not for possession or money, but we're working um, on our own spiritual disciplines, drawing ourselves closer to God in prayer and our faithfulness and um, the, the fruits that come with that, the ability to um, share our gifts with others and precisely to give them to other people and not to keep them to ourselves. And so um, we're meant to be in community. No one is meant to be the companionless, companionless individual um, that the, the teacher in Ecclesiastes talks about. And because we're meant to be in companionship with others in some way, um, in some in some reasonable way, either friends with someone or um, with a family or um, with friends, um, we're never meant to be alone. And I think that's why, because we know we're not meant to be that and we all in our own beings know that no one's meant to be alone, take pity upon um, the man from Ecclesiastes who um, is laboring uh, really for no one. And so it gives us some compassion for those around us who, who may find themselves in similar circumstances. So this is a couple of thoughts on this evening's lessons. We'll continue or finish out evening prayer with the uh, praying of the litany for ch the church and evangelism.
We offer this litany for the church and evangelism this evening to the glory of God, for the prayers and intentions of those who are present with us. We ask that God continues to give us a fruitful season of Lent um, for the last month, or sorry, not Lent, oh, wrong season, uh, a fruitful season of Trinity, uh, for the last month of Trinity here, and that uh, God would increase within us our faithfulness and uh, disciplines toward uh, the spiritual life. We ask that God would um, open and give us new doors, or open doors and give us new opportunities in mission ministry with uh, within the diocese, and also to continue just to sustain and strengthen the current um, current enterprises of mission ministry going on. Oh God, the Father, Creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. Oh God, the Son, Redeemer of the world. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful. Have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority. That they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word. And that both by their preaching and living, they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. And impatience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn we their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses and word indeed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to come Convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. 
Then may it please you to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ, and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, brought thy Holy Spirit upon our diocese, and the parishes and communities our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, cover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with Amen. Thank you, Barb and Rochelle, for responding and reading tonight. Thank you all for being here. Have a great and wonderful Wednesday. Okay, see you later. Thank you, Deacon Andrew. Good night, everybody.